the deep state wants your children. And at this point, they're literally telling you to your face. Stay tuned and I'll tell you more about the creeps that literally are coming for your kids. All right, folks, the bumbling resident of the White House just dropped a bombshell. Turns out they're not your children. They're all our children. Don't believe me? Check it out. You've heard me say it many times about our children, but it's true. They're all our children. And the, the reason you're the teachers of the year is because you recognize that. They're not somebody else's children. They're like yours when they're in the classroom. All right, folks, are you getting this? When those children are in the classroom, they're not your children. They belong to the government and to the government's minions. Let, just let that sink in for a minute, folks. According to the president of the United States, they're not your children. They're all our children. And when they're in the classroom, they belong to the teachers, to the government's employees, not to you, dear parents. Now, that would be creepy in and of itself. I mean, that's beyond creepy in and of itself. But it's orders of magnitude more creepy when you realize who just said it. And I'm sure some of you guys have seen these videos before, but um, I'm just going to show you. And, and there are dozens and dozens of these. But look at this guy, Joe Biden. He is so creepy. He's sniffing kids. He's fondling kids. Check this video out. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Pretty creepy, huh? If you had somebody in your family who was doing that to children in the family, you'd be like, uh, yeah, get out of here. Right. You might even call the cops. And yet, because he's the president, apparently we can't do anything. Uh, and he talks about this. He talks about children rubbing his legs in the swimming pool and how he loves to have them on his lap. Listen. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. So it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. All right, folks, these are the people who say that the, your children are all our children, right? The people who sniff children, the people who fondle children. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, and it doesn't stop there. Of course, the rot is at the top, but it goes further down, too. Uh, just recently, we had a U.S. senator, Mike Brown, and he actually asked the education secretary, the education secretary uh, at the federal government, uh, if parents should be the primary stakeholders in the education of their children. Listen to the response of Mr. Cardona, the so-called education secretary. Fairly quick answers here because I want to get to Secretary Becerra. Do you think parents should be in charge of their child's education as the primary stakeholder? I believe parents are important stakeholders, but I also believe primary. educators 
have a role in determining uh, educational programming. And I think that's going to be a little out of focus. What I think you're going to find across all elements of education, since they pay the bills, they raise the kids, they probably need to be the primary uh, spokespeople for their own kids' good education. All right, folks, frankly, I find that disgusting. The idea that a parent would be a stakeholder in the raising of their own children is grotesque, it's ridiculous, and it's insane. Parents are in charge of the education and the discipling and the raising and the education of their own children, right? And if they choose to delegate a few of those tasks to somebody else, that doesn't make them a stakeholder, okay? Uh, now, uh, according to the dictionary, a stakeholder is someone who has a stake in an enterprise or someone who's involved in or affected by a course of action. So technically, yes, parents are stakeholders, but a uh, stakeholder is just a person who has a tangential interest in something, right? Uh, it's totally different than being the one in charge. And so we need to realize Realize, folks, when they talk about us as stakeholders, that's what they truly believe. We're stakeholders as long as we do what they say. And they believe that they are the primary stakeholders. They believe that they're all our children, right? Uh, and they've said this many times. I've, I've showed you this clip before, but I want to show you this video from uh, MSLSD of um, this wackadoodle commentator, far left commentator. They were running this for a while on, on uh, MSNBC. And listen to this. We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. See, when children belong to everybody, okay? Your children belong to everybody. Yeah, that's that's gonna work great, folks. Uh, and they are now declaring war on families and on local communities to get access to your children. You think I'm kidding you. Um, the uh, Department of Injustice and the Department of Miseducation and the Department of Destroying Your Health and All Human Services recently released a disgusting video uh, basically targeting children and encouraging them to view their parents and their communities and their schools and their states as the enemy, uh, and the federal government as the ally, as the protector. Um, listen to some of these clips, guys. This is just unbelievable. Um, I want to show you first a lady from the Department of Injustice talking about this. Watch. I'm Kristen Clark, the Assistant Attorney General for the Civil Rights Division at the U.S. Department of Justice. We know that many school administrators and educators are doing their best to make schools safe and welcoming places for all students including LGBTQI students. We appreciate the work they do. But we also know that that's not the reality for all transgender students, including perhaps some of you. In some places, people in positions of authority are putting up obstacles that would keep you from playing on the sports field, accessing the bathroom, and, and receiving the supportive and life-saving care you may need. We're here to say that's wrong and it's against the law. All right, so a hack from the weaponized Department of Justice, the, the department that literally, literally weaponized counterterrorism resources to go after parents speaking out at school board meetings is now telling children 
that the federal government's got your back, but your parents, your family, your community, your school, your local people uh, are the enemy. Folks, let that sink in. All right, now let's uh, watch some of these others, right? We've got a lady from the Department of Education, and we've got a guy from uh, the Department of Health and Human Services who impersonates a woman. Uh, he, got, he calls himself Rachel Levine. Uh, w watch these people, folks. Watch these people and let this sink in. We know that you are resilient, and we hope you will find support where and when you need it. But we also want you to know that the Department of Education and the entire federal government stand behind you. Your rights at school matter. You matter. The Department of Justice is here, along with the Department of Education, to investigate complaints about discrimination or harassment based on sexual orientation or gender identity. We want you to know that we are looking out for you and we're here to protect your civil rights. Hello, I am Dr. Rachel Levine, Assistant Secretary for Health. We know at the United States Department of Health and Human Services that learning environments free from bullying and harassment are vital to making sure that all students flourish, regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity. It is critical to support trans youth, their parents and families, to help them achieve the good health and well-being that everyone deserves. Yeah, all right, and finally now, uh, watch them, uh, watch this lady from the Department of Justice literally encourage children to snitch on their own communities, their own families, their own people, uh, if they don't support uh, castrating children, if they don't support putting children on all kinds of dangerous life-altering hormones, uh, if they don't support letting males use girls' bathrooms or play in girls' sports. Um, folks, this is serious. Listen to this. We want to hear from you. You can file a complaint with the Justice Department at civilrights.justice.gov. The information is available in multiple languages. Discrimination will not be accepted on our watch. Right now, we are fighting against laws that tried to ban transgender athletes in West Virginia and deny health care for transgender young people in Arkansas. All right, are you getting this, folks? Uh, the federal government, controlled by the deep state, is now making itself out as the protector of your children from you. You're the problem, and the federal government's gonna step in and protect your children from you, okay? Uh, this is actually a Marxist idea. Uh, Karl Marx famously said that the education of all children from the moment that they can get along without a mother's care should be in state institutions. And of course, that's exactly what they believe. Uh, Hitler believed that, Lenin believed that, Chairman Mao believed that, Stalin believed that, Castro believed that. They all believed that as soon as we can get a hand on the child, as soon as we can get them away from their mother, uh, we need to start brainwashing them. And of course, that is that has been the official policy of the U.S. government for quite some time. Uh, I want to go back uh, to the Obama administration. I'll show you a video of uh, Obama's radical education secretary, uh, Arnie Duncan, talking about how he, we want some of the kids 24-7. Watch this. Wraparound services. What do you mean? Uh, well, I said earlier, so we need to lengthen the school day. We need to lengthen the school year. Our calendar is based upon the agrarian economy. Um, children in India and China are going to school 25, 30, 35 more days a year. They're just working harder than us. So we need more time, particularly for disadvantaged uh, children who aren't getting those supports at home. And so I, my vision is that schools need to be community centers. Schools need to be open 12, 13, 14 hours a day, six, seven days a week, 12 months out of the year with a whole host of activities. 
See what I mean, folks? They want these kids 24-7. They want government boarding schools. You don't need parents anymore. The government will take care of you. Now, this, again, is not a new idea. It didn't even come from Karl Marx. In fact, uh, Plato, the raging totalitarian from ancient Greece, uh, said something very similar. He, he believed that philosopher kings should rule over us for our own good and that the government should take charge of education to raise up and train up a ruling elite and also the philosopher kings and also the ruled, teach them how to be good, obedient slaves. Um, this is what totalitarian Totalitarians have believed for thousands of years, folks, but now we're watching it actually come into view. Uh, news reports now that there are transgender closets at school. So the kids are showing up. Uh, the boys will take off their boy clothes and put on dresses and whatever. Uh, girls will take off their girl clothes and put on boy clothes and then march around school calling themselves a fake name, making themselves out to be a different gender. Uh, and then they go back into the trans closet. They change back into their normal clothes. They go home. Mom and dad have no idea what's going on. Folks, I've been talking to parents all across the country whose children, as we speak, are being turned into transgenders by the indoctrination that's taking place at these schools. In fact, I talked to one mom. Uh, she was so outraged when the when the uh, Genders and Sexualities Alliance adult kept her after school for an art club, turned out to be an LGBT club, um, told her that she was probably queer because she wasn't sexually attracted to someone. This is a 12-year-old girl, folks. Uh, and then they told her she must be transgender if she wasn't fully comfortable in her own body. So the mom pulled her out of school, obviously called the police. And we've got the documents now. The school was plotting to send CPS to her house. Okay, are you getting this, folks? They're going to protect your children from you because you're a mean old bigot and you don't share the values of the deep state, which is, hey, uh, there is no gender. There is no right. There are no rights. There is no God. Uh, there is only the power of the deep state. Um, meanwhile, uh, we just interviewed somebody here recently for Conversations That Matter, a, a mother, Melissa Henderson, who was arrested and who's facing a year in jail because she left her 14-year-old daughter at home alone with some younger kids to babysit the young younger kids. Can you imagine, folks, on the one hand, they're telling us that a six-year-old is mature enough to choose to be castrated and, and put himself hooked on a lifelong regimen of hormones and puberty blockers, while a 14-year-old girl is not capable of staying at home and watching her younger siblings while mom goes out and does some errands. Folks, uh, obviously, you don't have to be a genius to see what's going on here. They do not want parents involved in the schools at all. I'm sure you heard the Virginia governor at the time, Terry McAuliffe, talking about uh, parents shouldn't be deciding what kids are going to learn. Watch this. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually you take books out and make their own decision. You vetoed it. So, yeah, I stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. But, you know, I so there you go, folks. Yeah, but get out of here, parents. You have no role in this. You're not a primary stakeholder. We, the experts in the service of the deep state, will decide what your children shall learn. Now, uh, back in October of 2021, we released a video on the deep state's targeting of parents. And in October of 2020, we released a video uh, exposing the war on parents. But folks, it's here now. Now, we do have some learn. Now, uh, back in October of 2021, we released a video on the deep state's targeting of parents. And in October of 2020, we released a video uh, exposing the war on parents. But folks, it's here now. Now, we do have some states that have taken uh, uh, some very minor 
uh, initiatives to try to um, swing the pendulum the other way. Uh, Florida and many other states have now passed these so-called parental rights bills. But I want to tell you something, folks. These are not actual parental rights bills. These don't actually protect parental rights. Uh, they, they say very minor things like you can't teach uh, you know, a kindergarten child that he's a transgender or a homosexual or something. Right? They call that don't say gay bill. Um, that, that doesn't actually restore parental rights, folks. And, and the idea that it should be controversial, that we don't sexualize and groom little little children uh, is grotesque. It's ridiculous. And the fact that conservatives are celebrating this makes me wonder how far we have fallen, right? This is not a victory, folks. This is not a victory, right? Why, why can you sexualize children after they turn nine, after they turn 10, right? This is simply crazy, folks. Uh, but there is a broader context here. This is happening at the global level. Uh, the UN uh, right now has in place in almost every nation in the world, except the United States and apparently Somalia, uh, called the Convention on the Rights of the Child. Uh, and the whole thing is an atrocity. It's abomination. But uh, the, the most dangerous element of this international agreement, folks, is that it purports to uh, mandate that all decisions made for the child be in the best interest of the child, not as defined by you, mom and dad, not you. You're not the decider here. You don't know what's in the best interest of the child. The experts do. The technocrats do. The government does. Okay? And that's where they're going with this. The government knows what's best for your children, not you. And all decisions will be in the best interest of the child. And if the government doesn't think that your decision was in the best interest of the child, they will step in and they will take your child. Don't believe me? It's happening already, folks. In Scotland, uh, we started reporting this uh, six or seven years ago in The New American. Uh, they actually used this UN Convention on the Rights of the Child. Uh, they said that this required the Scottish Parliament and the Scottish government to assign what they describe as a named person, a specific government bureaucrat who will oversee the development of every single child in Scotland from the time they're born to the time they reach adulthood. Uh, and Making matters even worse, this named person will be in charge of promoting homosexuality and gender confusion and much more on the children that are assigned to them. Uh, the Scottish Children's Minister at the time, Eileen Campbell, said, uh, we want to ensure as far as possible no child slips through the net. A named person for every child will help us achieve all of that. It has to be for every child because we just don't know when that extra bit of help will be needed. Right? We, you know, we just don't know which parents are not going to do what we say, and so we have just got to have a government bureaucrat to monitor and oversee that family. Because, you know, what if that family does something that we don't like? What if that family teaches traditional Christian values about marriage, about sexuality, about gender? We can't have those types of things, right? Uh, so as part of this program, we actually got some of the government documents. They show that children as young as five are going to be encouraged by their named persons to decide for themselves what their gender identity is, whether they're a boy or girl, a transgender, agender, bigender, trigender, neutral, free spirit, you, you know, you, you name it, you can be it. Uh, and also they're encouraged when they're five and up to determine whether they're going to be attracted to people of the same sex or different genders. It really doesn't matter, right? It's all up to you. They're going to learn that this is all healthy and normal. Okay, those are the terms used in these documents. Uh, older children are going to be taught that it's totally normal to be preoccupied with sex, to engage in risk-taking and rule-breaking. And of course, parents have no right to object to this state-mandated, state-perpetrated indoctrination and sexualization of their children. But if parents teach their children that, hey, you know, you ought to wait uh, until you're married to engage in sexual activity, right? Uh, uh, sex is a uh, it's an incredible and, and a sacred thing that God designed for 
the institution of marriage, to bring a husband and a wife together to produce children. Uh, if you teach your children that, you're going to be labeled a hater, a bigot, and you might even lose your kids. Folks, you think I'm kidding. You have no idea. They're just getting started. Now, this plan was developed with uh, Police Scotland uh, and also with the NHS, the UK's uh, Socialized Government Medicine Bureaucracy, the National Health Service. And uh, they say that primary school children under this program will be taught that it's a normal, healthy part of life to be attracted to boys, girls, or both. Okay, it's just normal. It's healthy to be attracted to boys, girls. Sodomy is good for you, okay, children? And uh, you'll start learning that as soon as you enter kindergarten, folks. And if you object, you will have a problem, okay? Uh, and according to the uh, North Ayrshire Guidebook, uh, one of the first documents to be released on this named persons thing, uh, they said that this is going to be a shared journey between the parents, the child, and the government's named person. It'll be a shared journey, okay? You just have a shared journey together. Isn't that cute? Uh, now, the document also explains that uh, the government's role begins even before that child is born. Uh, they say, we promise your mom will have a named midwife who will look after both of you. Isn't that nice? The government's going to look after the unborn babies, unless, of course, you want to murder your baby, in which case you'll have a named abortionist to murder your baby, to uh, inject that baby with toxic poison, to suck that baby's brain out with a vacuum cleaner, and then to chop that baby up into little pieces and throw it in the trash can. So on the one hand, the government loves your baby so much, they need a named person to look after it. On the other, if you want to murder that baby, no problemo. We'll get you a baby butcher and you have nothing to worry about, right? Um, folks, this is what's coming. This is what's happening right now in Western Europe, okay? Scotland was once a bastion of Christian civilization. It was the heart of Presbyterianism and, and a critical player in the Reformation. They sent missionaries all over the world. And now the government is going to raise your children and start sexualizing them, whether you like it or not, as soon as they possibly can. Okay, um, and now the, U the UN has been very open about this agenda, folks, and it's not new. Okay, in 2015, under the guise of advancing what they describe as human rights, uh, the UN Human Rights Committee actually released a report ordering the UK government to prosecute parents who smack or spank their children, even when used as a loving disciplinary tool. Uh, the UN said that they needed that the UK government needed a tax-funded propaganda campaign to tell parents that they cannot and must not uh, discipline their parents using or their children using physical punishments. Um, and uh, they say that this is harmful. And uh, they, they had a whole broad list of other demands. And there should be more abortion, right? They love your kids so much that they're going to protect them from you disciplining them. But if you want to chop them up into little pieces, the government should help with that too. Uh, they said that there needs to be more UN agreements. There needs to be more censorship and much more. Uh, that's what the UN says is necessary. To truly achieve human rights in the UK, right? Folks, <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, they also in that same report, uh, excuse me, in a, in a similar report uh, by the UN Human Rights Bureaucracy about the United States, uh, they said the same thing. Uh, the US government needs to completely ignore the Constitution, completely ignore the, uh, the designated, the delegated powers of the federal government that were given in the Constitution by the states. And they need to go ahead and pass a federal law banning all corporal punishment of all children all across America, including mild spankings by parents in the home as a disciplinary tool. And all I could think of was, you know, well, what is the Bible say about this? And the Bible actually speaks very clearly on this. Uh, one obvious example, if you go to Proverbs chapter 23, verses 13 and 14, this is a direct quote from the English Standard Version. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from hell. Mm-hmm. Sounds like somebody doesn't want children's souls to be saved from hell. Okay. Uh, folks, 
you think this is a joke. It's not. Okay, the deep state is coming for your kids. Now, in 2016, the Obama administration partnered with the UN and governments all over the world. They created a new coalition called the End Violence Against Children Partnership. Hundreds of millions of parents, maybe billions of parents, are in the UN's crosshairs right now to be criminalized, to have their families destroyed, to have their children removed from them. This applies to Christians, to Muslims, to Jews, to Hindus, anybody who has traditional notions of family, of discipline, of marriage, of uh, of uh, discipling of children. I hope you're getting this, folks. Again, Proverbs, right? He that spareth his rod hateth his son. Okay, that's what the Bible says. If you spare the rod, you hate your son. Okay, the UN wants you to hate your son or at least be so scared to discipline your children that you will not do it. And we know what happens, right? Um, previous generations, not just of Americans, but of people around the world, we're, we're strong, we're, we're hardy, we're entrepreneurial, we're individualistic. Now we have college kids who need safe spaces and Play-Doh and puppies because someone used a microaggression. But they do see where this leads, folks. They are sissifying and feminizing the men of the world because they know the men will be the ones to valiantly resist this diabolical agenda. They are masculinizing and, and destroying femininity and women to have this androgynous mass. And at the same time, they're advancing their goal of population control because once these kids get on these hormones, once they start uh, mutilating their genitals and things like this, of course, they can no longer have children of their own. They can no longer have their own families. And folks, we've done whole episodes on here about this fiendish desire that they have to reduce the population. Now, this global alliance that Obama and the UN created, it includes governments all over the world, UN agencies, tax-funded NGOs. Uh, they say they're going to stop bullying. And folks, nowadays, when you hear the phrase stop bullying, they don't mean what you think, right? It's not like some kid picking on another kid on the playground. What they mean by stop bullying is everybody must immediately bow down and pay homage to the LGBT movement. Uh, and that's exactly what they mean. That's why Obama set up uh, in his Department of Education the Safe Schools Czar, right? He was an LGBT activist who pushed homosexuality and transgenderism into the schools all over the world. And uh, folks, uh, the UN actually goes on and says in its official press release about this partnership that uh, the agenda includes tackling behaviors and traditions that further violence, making schools and institutions safe for all children, strengthening data collection about violence on children, among other efforts. Now, the head of the UN at the time, UN uh, boss Ban Ki-moon, uh, he actually describes the UN now as the Parliament of Humanity. He says that there's no other way to realize the vision of the 2030 agenda, the UN Agenda 2030, without implementing all this brainwashing and indoctrination of children and without protecting children from their own parents. Okay. Folks, parents love their children more than anybody else on planet Earth. That's a fact. And, you know, you, you'll point to the one in a billion exception where a parent didn't love their child. Yeah, uh, the exception proves the rule, right? There is nobody on planet Earth, not Ban Ki-moon, not Barack Obama, not Joe Biden, the pervert, who loves a child more than his or her parents. And yet the deep state is now positioned in the government and the U.N., to be uh, the one who's going to protect the child and love the child from you, the parent who loves that child more than anyone. And if you want to really understand the agenda, folks, they're not hiding it, right? Uh, one of the key people involved in this UN um, effort to end all violence was a Swedish government uh, minister for children, the elderly, and gender equality. Yes, they, they actually have a minister who's in charge of children, the elderly, and gender equality. Yeah, I know. Make fun of it all you like. I would, too. Uh, her name was Aza Regner. And uh, this is what she said. Less than 10% of children in the world live in countries where laws protect them from all forms of violence. And that, of course, is a reference to protecting them from their parents and from physical discipline. Sweden became the first country in the world back in 1978 to ban all forms of corporal discipline and all forms of corporal punishment. And uh, the law has been an absolute disaster. And, they, and yet the UN loves it. 
right? Uh, the UN Violence Against Children czar, Marta Santos Pais, uh, said Sweden's fabulous initiative to criminalize parents uh, was uh, a great thing. Uh, she said that uh, this law that also bans uh, other humiliating treatment uh, that promotes tax-funded propaganda to demonize parents and teach parents uh, how they should raise their children in accordance with the Swedish government's uh, rules. Uh, this UN uh, czar said that the Swedish model should be the model for the world. But in reality, it should serve as a warning sign, as an alarm for the rest of the world. Now, one of the people I have talked to a lot about this is a wonderful uh, Jamaican Swedish attorney. Her name is Ruby Harold Clayson. And I love this woman. She is just amazing. And uh, here's what she said when I talked to her. She said, uh, the law ranks all physical punishment of children, such as a slap on the hand, on the cheek or on the bottom, as assault and battery. Okay, Let that sink in, folks. You smack your child's hand when he's going to reach for the stove. Oh, you assaulted your child, right? Uh, Ruby, by the way, is the president of the Nordic Committee for Human Rights. She's been a, a hardcore defender of families and parental rights and human rights in all of Scandinavia. Uh, she says room arrest, right? Sending your child to his room uh, is regarded as other humiliating treatment. Okay, uh, uh, Ruby Harold Clayson said that uh, this law has resulted in serious interference in people's family and private lives and has damaged the relationship between parents and children. And that's the point, folks. That is the point. Uh, it is destroying the family as an institution, and that's exactly what they want. So parents will not raise children anymore. The government will raise children. And if parents don't do the job that the government wants them to do, then they will be jailed, and they the government will raise their children anyway. Uh, in these disgusting facilities where, where sexual abuse of children is out of control, where they're drugging the children, where children are dying. Uh, now, the World Health Organization was a leading player in this, too, led by Communist Chinese operative Margaret Chan at the time, now Communist Chinese operative Tedros Ghebreyesus. Um, and uh, in a July 12th press release about this initiative back in the 2016, uh, the WHO was bragging about how it was working to impose these anti-spanking laws all over the world, uh, criminalizing the violent punishment of children by parents, which again, they're talking about spanking, folks. They're not talking about relentlessly beating your child, hurting your children. They're talking about spanking. Uh, and they said that the, the WHO, the uh, UNWHO, would help by changing beliefs and behaviors and the provision of training in parenting. And that's going to supposedly improve children's life and social skills. Now, uh, uh, back in early 2016, the Obama administration also came out with a document. This was a, a policy document that came out of Health and Human Services and the Department of Miseducation. And they said parents could be equal partners with the government in the raising of their own children. Uh, this document on family engagement uh, said that families would be equal partners, but we've got to have regular home visits, right? We've got to ensure that the children are developing properly, that they're being properly educated, that there's wellness across all settings. Oh, it sounds so wonderful, right? Uh, and, and they say, really, the government's going to look over the the health, the mental health, the dental health, the family's attitudes, uh, even its housing to make sure it's appropriate for the government's slate. I mean, children, uh, all are children, as Joe Biden says. Um, and, and so these notions of family wellness will allow the government to put a family under a microscope. And then it says parenting interventions will be used to ensure that everyone complies. Here's a direct quote from the document. It is the position of the departments of HHS and education that all early childhood programs and schools recognize families as equal partners in improving children's development, learning, and wellness across all settings and over the course of their children's developmental and educational experiences. But they do say we need to ensure constant monitoring and communication regarding children's social and emotional and behavioral health. We've got to ensure children's social, emotional, and behavioral needs are met. And of course, folks, the non-compliant will receive, and I'm quoting here, evidence-based parenting interventions. 
To support ongoing relationship building with families, programs, and schools should conduct periodic home visits. Folks, again, this is straight from the document. Uh, right now, as we speak, they're building what they call full-service community schools all across this country. Uh, these are basically parental replacement centers. They want to take over from parents, and they'll tell you in the document they're going to handle the dental health of your children, the mental health, the social and emotional health, uh, your children's doctor visits. Every aspect of your child's life is going to be taken over by these institutions. But if you behave yourself well, maybe you can still do the bedtime stories and maybe the goodnight hugs. But other than that, the government's got it all under control. Okay, And they've told you what the goals are, folks. While they were putting out these documents, Arne Duncan was running around the world bragging about how he's going to use work with UNESCO, the UN Education Agency, to turn your children into green global citizens by brainwashing them in the schools. This is what they were saying publicly, folks. This is not me telling you this. This is what they were telling you. So uh, now they're going after homeschool families. Uh, they've got uh, two of their front men for this, James Dwyer of William and Mary and Elizabeth Bartholet at Harvard University. They're calling for a presumptive ban on homeschooling. Parents should not be allowed to educate their own children. Uh, this law professor, James Dwyer from William and Mary, uh, he's actually called for getting rid of parental rights. He doesn't believe in parental rights. He says that the reason the parent-child relationship exists, this is a direct quote, the reason that the parent-child relationship exists is because the state confers legal parenthood on people through its paternity and maternity laws. Let that sink in, folks. These people think that the only reason the parent-child relationship exists is because the state has conferred that privilege on you through its maternity and paternity laws. But hey, we can, we can get rid of this, right? If the state gives it, the state can take it away. And that is where they are going, folks. And if you're not careful, that is exactly what is going to happen. There are very few things more dangerous than the government raising children. We saw what happened in Nazi Germany. We saw what happened in the Soviet Union. We saw what happened in communist China. We saw what happened in Mozambique and Angola and Cuba. We do not want that here. Parents, it is time to reclaim your authority as parents. It is time to yank your children out of the government's institutions. The government has no business raising your kids for you. That's your job, folks. Parental rights are one of the key battles for the future of humanity, for the future of liberty, and for stopping the deep state. It, it literally is their most powerful weapon, folks. Uh, Adolf Hitler said it uh, very clearly and very concisely. It actually came up at the Nuremberg trials. He alone, who owns the youth, gains the future. If the deep state and the deep state-controlled governments of the world and the united abominations end up owning the youth, they will gain the future. If parents can maintain uh, the youth, then parents can control the future. Um, and folks, really, I think the, the way that we really should look at this is the children don't actually belong to anyone, okay? The children don't belong to Joe Biden. They don't belong to Miseducation Secretary Miguel Cardona. They certainly don't belong to the Department of Injustice or the local unions, uh, teachers unions in your community. Uh, they certainly don't belong to the United Abominations or UNESCO. They belong to God. They're God's children. And God put you in charge of those children. He put them under your care. They are your responsibility and your authority to raise and educate and disciple those children comes directly from God. And so you have very serious obligations for how you must use that. Uh, of course, child abuse is evil and we have laws in place to deal with that. And, and that applies to all kinds of abuse. But what these people here are talking about is not abuse, right? Uh, abusive parents are an oddity like you can't imagine. Yeah, there are some right? drug addicts and and. Uh, uh, people who sexually abuse kids. There are some, and we have, again, laws in place to deal with that. But what we're talking about here is something totally different.